Hi, everyone. Before we get started on today's amazing episode, I wanted to announce the next upcoming boot camp. This will be the last boot camp of 2019. It'll be boot camp number six, and it's going to be the biggest boot camp we've had so far. We started with the first boot camp in January, and every single time we've had a new one, it's grown by new people coming in. And actually, a lot of the people who took it before take it again. In fact, almost everyone takes at least another boot camp. And once you're in the boot camp, you're in for life. So as we get ready to start the next boot camp in November, early November, I'd like to offer you the chance to get in on this biggest one yet. Uh, this might be the last one of its kind. And as we go into 2020, there'll be some other things going on. I might actually be taking a step back from doing the boot camps personally altogether. And so if you've been inspired to join a boot camp this year, now's the time to do that. The boot camp is an amazing, immersive process where you integrate everything you've learned about the law of attraction and what Joshua teaches us into the very fiber of your being. It's uh, quite extensive. We have a morning daily spiritual practice. We have a separate specific meditation for each day. Starting week two, we have evening homework. In each week, there is reading and assignments. You get your own personal coach to go through it with you. In this boot camp, if you're in the first 20 people, you'll have three personal calls with me, a kickoff call, a midterm call, and a graduation call. And we have our own boot camp uh, Facebook group where everyone gets together and talks. There's also two Joshua Lives each week during the boot camp, as well as a group coaching call. The cool thing about the boot camp is we do it in a group. So in this group, I'm thinking there's probably going to be around 80 to 100 people, which will make it the largest boot camp so far. Yet it will be capped at 100 people. So if you are inspired to get in, the way to do it is to send me an email at joshuateachings at gmail.com and we'll schedule a call and I can tell you all about it. There's so much to tell about the boot camp. It takes about 40 minutes to explain it to you in detail and, and to tell you what everyone else has received. Uh, it's really life-changing. In fact, there's nothing else that's ever been like this. And, you know, starting in January with the first boot camp we ever did, I didn't know how, you know, big this was going to be. I didn't know how effective it was going to be. But now that we've done five and lots and lots and lots and lots of people have gone through the boot camp, the changes are absolutely amazing. So if you're ready to live the life that you're dreaming of, to be effective in every area of your life, to get more financial abundance, more, you know, stronger relationships, a better health, better you know, physical feeling in your body, and to move along your journey of self-discovering so that your soul's purpose emerges Well, this boot camp is right for you. So push past your fear. Send me an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com. We'll schedule a quick call. It's a very fun call. You'll be happy that you did it, and I'll tell you all about it. Have a great time listening to this new episode, and hopefully I'll talk to you soon. There's more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, 
a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we've got the gang back. Say hi to Kyla. Hi, Kyla. Hi. And Tracy DeLuise. Hi, Tracy. Hello. And Wendy Pierce. Hi, Wendy. Hey, guys. And Kyla Hinton. Hi, Kyla. What? <laughs> <laughs> and Gary Bodley. Hi, yeah. Gary. Hi, everyone. <laughs> All right. So today, we're going to talk about uh, a little excerpt from An Authentic Life and what it means to live an authentic life. An Authentic Life is Joshua's fifth book, and it's being released probably in a couple of weeks from now, which will be early November. Just in time for Christmas shopping. Yay. And we oh, had nice. the privilege of sneak previewing it and That's right. highly recommend it. Awesome. Cool. So we're going to go through this uh, excerpt, which is part of the introduction. And it sort of gives us a taste of what an authentic life is. It's not what you think it is. It's not telling everyone what you think they should hear. <laughs> it's, not, it's just uh, it's this relationship that we have with fear. And what fear does is fear is just limiting. That's all it is. It's not bad or wrong. It just limits us from doing certain things, like jumping off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Not going to do that because of fear. Or from asking for a raise or asking someone on a date or any of these things. And so if we can live with less limitations imposed by fear, then we can le- live more limitless lives, like the lives we intended to live. We, were, we all intended to express our love to experience true freedom and true abundance and to expand in joy and not suffering and then to move along to discover who we truly are so that our hidden, well, sometimes they're hidden, our natural talents and attributes come forth. And if you live an authentic life, you'll see the fear for what it is. It's either rational or irrational and you'll process that and get inspiration and then move forward. So are we doing that now? Are we consciously, rationally looking at our fears and being authentic? Yeah. Every day. Absolutely. Yeah. I wake up in the morning and my first thought is I intend to be authentic. Excellent. It's become a habit now and I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're authentic, then you realize more uh, strongly how unique you are and that only you can live this life. And when you become you and start being who you are and not worrying about needing to be different or make other people happy or any of that stuff, then you find these things that you like and you find your passions, you find your talents and attributes. And you sort of, you know, I always say, not all the time, but I like to say, I get to be Gary Temple Bodley today, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. fun. You know? Yes, I actually posted on my group page my morning mantra, and what and it's all about me getting to be me. And and I, Joshua brought that to my attention that I'm celebrating. I'm in this physical body as a unique experience of me. I mean, 
that's awesome. I can't experience any, I can't experience Gary. I can't experience Kyla. So why not just celebrate experiencing me? Yeah. And you're totally designed to experience you Mm -hmm. and you, all the things you intended, all the attributes that you intended to have was so that you could experience being you Mm -hmm. and, and no one else can experience that. No one in the future, the past or now could experience being Wendy. Only you can do it. Right. But so many of us are exploring who we're not instead of who we are because we're like, if only I was smarter or if only I was taller or if only this or that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the truth is once you start to really get who you are, then things just sort of fall into place. Yes. And everything is perfect. Like you say, oh, I'm overweight. Well, no, I'm at the perfect weight that I need to be at this moment to explore what I'm exploring. Otherwise, I'd be a different weight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody else feel like it comes in waves or cycles, though? Because I feel like I'll go through, well, like a cycle where I am like being like living as the fullest version of myself. And then it's like I reach a new level and there's all of this new stuff to unpack. And so like Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. I go through waves of quote unquote authenticity and inauthenticity. And the the inauthenticity feels a little (laughs) bit less fun. But what that I'm seeing is serving me like those waves of that is learning to like accept myself in it because I have like, that was my thing for a long time was like being authentic, being unapologetically me, you know? But then I got to the point where when I wasn't being that, it was really hard to accept myself. And so that's what I'm seeing is that when I'm in those phases, the, the lesson then is to like accept all the parts of me, whether I'm like bringing them fully forward or like accept the part of me that can't be authentic in a certain situation. Yeah, absolutely. And just the idea that you're thinking about it yep. is really the main thing. Most people That's don't huge. think about these things. Right. So, yeah. That you're aware yeah. of it. Yeah. And we talked about that too. Joshua brought that to our attention that is as we level up in a, in a sense, like if you're, as you go up to the next dimension or le- next level of a dimension, you're at the bottom of that new dimension. So that's, I think, when we feel that, when we feel like we're off or we're feeling a little funky, it's because we're at the bottom of a new new dimension. Yeah. We're trying to stabilize where we are at that spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then you'll start to get more comfortable at that new level. And then you'll be in alignment more often, more naturally, then receive inspiration that will take you along that level to get mm-hmm. you to the next level. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly what we intended to do. Right. But right. we didn't intend to beat ourselves up along the way for the natural progression of this, which is these you know, it's like that up and down roller coaster that if you plot it on a line, it's, it's the whole thing is taking you up, but sometimes you're going up faster and it feels like you're getting stuck and you're troughing down, but then right. you go up again. Yeah. yeah. And Kyla has helped me so much with that too, with loving the parts of me that are struggling, that are not in alignment, that are having a bad day or, or judging or whatever I may be doing in the moment that I'm not proud of that I don't feel that I'm in alignment when I'm doing those things, but I still, by loving those parts of me, it's accepting that part of me. So then I can move forward from that part. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, The idea is to absolutely accept what is. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a bad mood, you absolutely accept that you can be in a bad mood. Absolutely. Right. You can't be in absolute acceptance except for these times I'm in a bad mood that I shouldn't be in a bad mood. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody about that who said, um, you know, she 
she she blamed it on like hormones, you know, going mm. through all this stuff as women do and like just being so outraged, like, mm. oh my God, you know, and she's like, and then she would feel bad about it. And I told her, no, no, no. I was like, you have to accept yourself for that as well. You accept yourself no matter what. And you mm. know what? Just accepting that you can get enraged, you know, enraged or angry. Like this is this is what we came here to do is feel every emotion and accept them. Don't just accept, you know, when you're feeling good and all that. Accept that as well. Accept both. Yeah. That's the interesting thing, is like you we receive thoughts and so thoughts can come from our inner selves, source. Thoughts can come from fear. And also thoughts can come from your body. Like if you're hungry, don't you get like these cravings for certain kinds of foods? You know, where is that coming from? Where are those thoughts coming from? They're coming from the body. And when you're tired or when you're thirsty or when, whatever. But also when, you're, when your hormones are going, you, those hormones trigger thoughts or bring in thoughts as well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting because um, just, you know, wondering about hormones. What we're taught is, you know, hormones make you do this or feel this or feel that. And looking at it at that higher perspective and empowering way, they're just messages from the body and it's okay. It's okay. We don't right. have to, you know, control them. Yeah. Joshua got just, into that on the boot camp call yesterday. Yeah. It was really was amazing. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Cool. All right, so this is an excerpt from An Authentic Life. And uh, this book was actually written like 2018 or something. But I've been dragging my heels for some weird reason. And then I just got inspired to do to put it all together in the last couple months or so. So now it's been proofread a couple times and then it's gone to the, to the person who designs the interior and she's just about done and soon it'll go on to Amazon and it'll be available there. Um, and you guys all got a copy of it before, mm -hmm. and I haven't read since it came since it was channeled. So, oh wow, yeah. Well, so I think it'll be perfect timing, right? Yeah, perfect timing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think so it wasn't too. Supposed to come out any sooner? Nope. Um, mm -hmm. And there's so many more people in the Joshua community now. Mm -hmm. I mean, this last 2019 has really skyrocketed um, everything. And so it'll be neat to see, you know, to have something new for everyone new who's in mm -hmm. yeah. 2020. That's going to be an exciting year. 2020. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and we, uh, we just had a big event here at the Joshua house, uh, which was on 10, 10, 2019. And then we're thinking we got to do another one. And so let's do it in spring. How about that first week in April? And that turns out to be four, four, 2020. Wow. Mm -hmm. yep, that's Saturday. So we're going to do another one then. All right. Fine. So, who wants to read the first paragraph? I will. Okay. Okay. Who you really are is a limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance. There is no fear in that. The idea of limitlessness is one who is free from the limiting effects of fear. You came to this physical reality to expand through experiences, including the ones that brought up fear. Therefore, fear is a component in the expansion process. And so we could say that fear is necessary and therefore right. Fear can be seen as a good thing. Fear is what makes physical reality tangible. However, there are two types of fear and the distinction is rather important in the pursuit of an authentic life. Okay, so this is uh, letting us know that who we truly are 
are limitless beings of pure positive love and acceptance. And that's true of all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're, we're magnificent and limitless. Um, and then who we're being is that version of us limited by fear. And a lot of people don't ever think about the fear. So Joshua breaks it up into two different kinds. There's rational fear that there's a lion in your living room. <laughs> Joshua was talking about that. We have built this old window greenhouse in the back. That looks so cool. I can't yeah. wait to see that. It was really cool. It was finished like, not even, it's not finished now, but it was put together enough so that we could use it the day they came. So Friday was the first time. And so we had 20 or 25 people in there. And so Joshua, you know, people, it was like how we do it when we're, it's live. There's a lukewarm seat and they come to the front and, and ask questions. And someone asked about fear. And Joshua was saying that if there was a lion in this room right now, that you would feel fear and you would receive an urge to change the condition that would be appropriate. Mm. Except that if the lion ate a let along the way, <laughs> then it'd be full and you wouldn't have fear anymore. You'd be okay. It's full. Thanks, a let. <laughs> Thanks, a let. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> irrational yeah. fear is the, the subject of that fear cannot do you physical harm. Now, mm. what's interesting is your inner self is sending you a, an emotion and the emotion is based on your perspective. Your perspective's lim limited and you think something wrong is happening. So, you know, if someone honks their horn at you or something in traffic, you think something wrong is happening and you feel fear, right? And that's an mm -hmm. irrational fear, nothing's really happened. Um, or if you get in an argument with someone, it's an irrational fear. But you also get the same negative emotion if that's irrational if it is an a rational fear, right? Mm -hmm. We'll still feel it. And that also means you're looking at it from a limited perspective. So in your inner self's perspective, there really is no rational fear because mm. fear of death is still irrational because there is no death. Right. But so Joshua is just giving us that. Mm -hmm. right. Okay. But us humans. Still, have, still fear death. <laughs> yeah. Although some days, no. practice. <laughs> it's true. When I go up to that next level and I'm on the bottom, it's like, yay! <laughs> yeah. I was watching a show and or something, and they're like, "Don't you just feel like you know? All right, that's about it. I'm done. Yeah. It all. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I am complete. Sometimes I feel complete. like I am complete. <laughs> You know, total love and bliss seems pretty good. Yep, yep. yep. Well, go back to that for a while. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Who's going to read the next one? I'll go next. Okay, okay. go, Chase. Okay. <laughs> All right. There is, a rash, there is rational fear, and it is incorporated into your survival instinct. Without it, you would not last long in physical reality. You would take risks that could cause you harm or death. Rational fear is the fear of that which could cause you physical harm or death. Rational fear is extremely useful in certain situations, such as those times you wish to fly off the top of a tall building without a parachute. Rational fear helps to protect you from doing those things that could lead to death. While it may keep you alive, it is limiting. It limits you from attempting certain activities that, while dangerous, might also be fun or exciting. 
It limits me from doing karaoke. <laughs> I think our, our goal at the next event is to just get you so comfortable yeah. that you are ready to do karaoke. Employ some have, devices. Employ yeah. some devices. Exactly. I have a device. You have I a have device. A, a song that I love that's funny that I could do easily. Really? Yeah. What's your song? Oh, you don't want to tell us yet. Oh, yeah. It's a great song. It's Boys in the Hood. You know, the Boys in the Hood song. <laughs> yeah. But by Dynamite Hack, which is this uh, sort of a folky white band doing it. You know, preppy white band doing it. It's so funny. Sounds when they about do right. Y'all you know? never heard of them, right? Did you ever hear of these? No. Uh, no, Wendy, like, right? Gary, you, Gary's know, like this <laughs> music guy. I mean, he knows all this. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Great. <laughs> the Boys in the Hood are always hard. <laughs> oh my god no see you've I, heard. Yeah. you've heard of that guy well no i haven't but i'm surprised that karaoke is such a like right thing. me too me it too. seems like you would eat it up like being yeah. up there it's also like my eyebrows you know i have these things you wouldn't think you don't have a <laughs> fear of public speaking though and it's i have a fear like of speaking. people noticing i have no eyebrows <laughs> Okay, a lot of this I'm just kidding. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I just well, we're gonna. I'm that's my that, that's my new mission in life. So people, if you want to see Gary do karaoke for the no. first time, I bet you best reserve your spot. No, yeah, I have. <laughs> I've skydived twice, but I won't bungee jump. Oh yeah, I cannot. Yeah, that makes that sense seems to way me. scarier than skydiving. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And then if you bungee jump to go fall backwards. Have you no. ever seen people do that? Yeah. Yes. How forward. about those squirrel suits that people fly around in? Ah. <laughs> That'd be pretty scary. That would be. <laughs> What's interesting to me about fear is that like, well, you were kind of saying it earlier, like whether it's, you know, the road rage fear or it's actually rational fear, the feeling in the body oftentimes feels the same, sure. you know, whether mm. it will, uh, might actually kill us or not. Sometimes the level of intensity is the same, even if it is, it can just be like somebody cuts you off and you feel this rage that you would feel, you know, if somebody yeah. murdered your mom or something. Yeah. yeah. I remember um, a very common thing that people would feel when I get when I was in drama in high school, before going on stage to do a play, is that you really have to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and that is just common theme on all actors. Mm. Weird thing, yep. Right. Hmm. That's I funny. Had, okay, when do you want to read the next one? Okay, Tyler. Uh, you're about to say something uh, yeah of uh, just about the feel like the realness or the like the intensity of the fear i had this moment where i because uh, you know this stuff that i've been exploring my entire life about like need for approval or worry about what other people are thinking of me i had this moment where i wasn't feeling like really grounded in myself and i had a friend who was going to do a tarot reading for me and we met out oh. in public and she did it and it just brought up all this stuff that was already inside of me that i already knew you know so it was just like reflecting it back to me about like these current life situations but i just like in that moment and then some other people showed up and I, uh, <laughs> I didn't feel like I didn't know how to be myself in that moment because I was just like overwhelmed by emotions mm. and the, the feeling inside of my body, like I just froze and shut down and it was like I was, you know, I like in a tribal culture where I was about to be cast out from the tribe and everybody was surrounding me with arrows and nothing like that was even going on. <laughs> Nobody had any issue with me whatsoever, but the feeling I just like was inside my head in that moment and like self soothing, but just, yeah, it was, it was so silly and I could see it even yeah. in the moment, but just like 
couldn't get out of it in that moment and then like removed myself from the conditions and was able to work my way back up. But it was just looking back, I was like, that is just so uh, interesting. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. how, how well, I've been thinking of, I've been thinking, it's funny you brought that up because I've been thinking about that kind of stuff lately. And it's like that, I, I truly believe that's what we came here for. It's like those, those high highs and those low lows. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all like, can you imagine that you know, Josh always talks about, I love the amusement park analogy. And you can you imagine just going and, you know, riding on the small world. Okay. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. nice. But then you go on the big roller coaster and you're up and you're down and you're all over the place. I mean, that's the excitement that we yeah. seek, right? So I try to remind myself of that <laughs> it's, <laughs> when I'm all, down. <laughs> it's also cool about the amusement park in that there are the, there is the small world mm-hmm. and there is the super scary roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And then there's that, that desire to go on that roller coaster, but the fear of going on it at the same time, yes. right? Yes. And yes. Then the exhilaration of actually pushing past your fear yeah. or the conflict, the conflict that you feel when you leave regretting you never went on it. Never went on it. Yeah. And I do, I think about that now that I'm getting older, (laughs) um, physical and physical age, not emotional or mental, but um, in physical age. And it's like, there's so many things. Yeah, I need to do these things. I I, I don't want to go back and be like, shoot, I wish I would have experienced that. So that's another way to look at everything that's going on in our lives is like, well, you know, hey, at least I'm getting to experience this feeling or this action or whatever it may be. And just like in a roller coaster, nothing is happening. No, it's just the no. feeling. God, when I listen to the meditations and Joshua says, "Your only thing you're ever doing," or Kyla says, "The only thing you're ever doing is feeling." It's like, God, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yet it seems like ah, you know, you're gonna die or whatever, but it's just a feeling, right? Yeah. God. Like if you were in a virtual reality yeah. roller coaster. Yeah. at your desk, you yeah. know, it would not yeah. be the same experience. No, yeah. no, because yeah, we have one of those things and yeah, I do it. Oh yeah, this is fun. Okay. But it's yeah. not, you're right. It's not like being in the, in the thick of it. And this being in physical is us being in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Getting yeah. the opportunity. Like I like how they said that, you know, from a certain perspective that fear is right. Cause that's what I've been seeing more and more and more and more is like, especially when I started out on this journey, like, with LOA type stuff, you know, thinking that like the ultimate goal was to be completely free of fear that like in this life that it is possible to be limitless, you know, and, and, and that is like, yes, it is a potential, but like that the, what I'm seeing more and more is that the point is like, not even to just like rationalize away the fear, but to learn to love it, to like see the message in it, like each time it's coming up and like be willing to sit with those feelings, even if in that moment I can't like resolve it, but just learning to like appreciate it, like um, just as much as I appreciate the bliss, like learning right. to appreciate and like, yeah. like Joshua talked about like absolute acceptance of all that, you know, of what is, but just like that to me it's not that I'm not being authentic because I'm in fear, but loving myself even when I'm in fear is authentic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. To feel more and more. I think 100%. that's more powerful. Mm. Yeah. You know? And if the limitless doesn't mean no fear, it means that you're not being limited by the fear, right? You yeah. still feel the fear intensely. And we're all very sensitive people. Mm-hmm. So we're feeling our emotions on another level, I think, compared to other people, normal people. Yeah. 
That's what I keep telling myself anyways. Because <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> okay, are we ready? Yep. All right. Irrational fear pops up more often than rational fear. An irrational fear is the fear around anything that cannot lead to your death. It is the fear of asking for a raise, asking for a date, speaking in public, or anything where the activity is unlikely to result in your death. If you can't die or be physically harmed, then the fear is irrational. It is highly limiting because it keeps you from doing those things you need to do when you need to do them. It, also, it causes you to play it too safe. It causes you to be different than who you really are. You cannot live an, an authentic life while succumbing to irrational fear. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> it's also interesting how that one of our biggest fears are the fears of what other people think of us. The biggest. That's the because biggest. <laughs> we have a fear of being outcast. And we can't be outcast now. You know, like if you were living in a tribe 200 years ago and they outcast you, you'd be dead because yeah. you needed the tribe. But now you can't be outcast. You know, you pick up another tribe. Yeah. So we still have that fear though. Yeah, we Also do. the fear of loss, fear of loss of love from your friends and family and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, but then the more you think about you're you're here to express love, that takes for me anyways, that takes a little bit of the pressure off of that aspect yes. of it. Very very right. Cool. Hey, you want me to read one? Sure, it's a short one. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> An authentic life is created by analyzing the fear as it comes up and categories categorizing it as rational or irrational. If the fear is rational, then the activity is dangerous and can be avoided. If the fear is irrational, then the fear is false and the activity can be completed. The action can be taken. An authentic person knows the difference between rational and irrational fear. Mm. This is actually the introduction, part of the introduction. Mm. Yeah. Which is cool because in those Joshua introductions, it basically tells you what the whole book's about in that yeah. introduction. They kind of give away the, the whole thing. Yeah, they're yeah. spoiler alerts. <laughs> <laughs> And then they go on to write 300 more pages. Which exactly. Is exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kyla, you're Kyla. up. Kyla, you're up. You're up at. All right. To live an authentic life, you must strip away the limiting effects of irrational fear and take action when it is inspired. The authentic person lives a life of allowing and receives inspiration in the moment. When the inspiration to act is received, fear will almost always present itself. An inauthentic life is by feeling the fear and ignoring the is lived by feeling the fear and ignoring the inspiration. The fear is too great, and the reward for taking action appears to be too small by contrast or comparison. The action itself may cause you to cross the boundary of what society deems appropriate, or what your parents think is good, or what your friends might approve of, or what your spouse will tolerate. Since you believe yourself to be good, you convince yourself that the action you are inspired to take conflicts with your idea of good and bad, or right and wrong, and so you allow your fear to stop you. You limit yourself due to irrational fear. Since you are a limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance, these limitations imposed by irrational fear cause you to be somewhat less than who you really are. That is called inauthentic. So who you really are is who you exist in the non-physical, this limitless being of love, and who you are in the physical is the exact same thing, yet we are limited by fear. That's it. So if we're less limited by fear, then logically we become more who we truly are. Mm -hmm. 
Right. More yeah. closer to our authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. And believing in being good mm. is one of the is one of the things that cause a lot of problems. Yep. Mm. All right. Who wants to go to the next one? Trace? I'll go. Yep. In believing you are good, you judge others as good or bad, right or wrong, depending on who they are and what they are doing at the time. The problem with judging others is that you must also judge yourself by comparison. If you label another as wrong or bad, then in those times when you perceive yourself to be wrong or bad, you will assume that other people are judging you. You can never know what anyone else is ever thinking, but you perceive what they are thinking yourself. You place thoughts in their minds. You make up stories. You convince yourself that they are either thinking good thoughts about you or bad thoughts about you. Since you are living an inauthentic life, you try to control how they perceive you so that you can feel good. You react to the condition that presents itself in your reality and you feel either good or bad as a result. If the conditions are good, you feel good. If the conditions are bad, you feel bad. Therefore, you must constantly work to create good conditions and avoid all the bad ones. This is a conditional experience of life and it is the basis of an inauthentic life. So that's uh, the approach to life of control, which is duality. Mm -hmm. Things are either good or bad, right or wrong. And you react to what you perceive is happening. Mm -hmm. And if you perceive it's good, then you naturally react positively. And if you judge it as bad, then you react to it as if it shouldn't have ever happened. And so you're not creating your reality. You're sort of reacting to what you perceive in your reality. Mm. And so part of becoming authentic is to choose your perspective and not to control the conditions, allow the conditions to be absolutely as they are, but choose how you perceive things. Mm. And so nothing can make you feel anything you choose how you feel based on your perspective. And if you're feeling, if you're taking that limited perspective, your inner self will send you a message of negative emotion to let you know, only to let you know that you've chosen this limited perspective, which is based on a limiting belief. And that just takes practice. Lots and lots of practice. Like five lifetimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you guys uh, find that when, you no. like, when you're worried about how people are going to perceive you or whatever, and then you are truly authentic, they truly accept you regardless Absolutely. of what Every it is. You know time. what I mean? It's like when, when I go into a persona type person scenario versus when I'm being authentic, I always think, oh, yeah, I can't be authentic. But once I'm authentic, it, it's totally perceived and, and received well. I've noticed that only I'm not perceived well is when I'm being inauthentic. Right. right. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's a reflection, right? That's reflecting <laughs> back to me that I'm not being authentic. And Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And right. it's so counterintuitive. Yes. Because you go, I can't be me. No one's going to like me. Yeah. You know, I got to be this other person that's good. Yeah. That's who they're going to mm -hmm. like. And then you can say like a dirty joke and everyone laughs and you're being, <laughs> being you. authentic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Because so often what I see is that the things that I'm imagining other people to be thinking, obviously, are just things that I'm judging myself for, (laughs) you know, and so if I can show up and be me anyway, then that's accepting that version of myself. And so the acceptance is naturally going to be reflected back. Um, And, and also separating out like, like Joshua's talked about, and Laurel's been talking about a lot, too, is the idea that nobody even can really ever know us. So even if they're not accepting us, it's not us that they're not accepting. Right. It's well, their perception of us. Which know? is based right. on their belief system. Right. And they're right. reacting based on their beneficial beliefs or limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Something you do is causing them fear. Well, mm-hmm. that's up to them. You know. Yeah. Um, I remember Astrid saying that how she, and I used to do this too, is like, you would go over the conversation of the entire night <laughs> yeah. if you offended anyone. Yeah. And then if you find one thing where someone could have possibly been offended by it, then you just like beat yourself up for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I think that that the boot camp really helped me in that as I did so many of those manifestation event forms, that by the time you know I had done 49 of them, the 50th one, I could do it in my head. And so the weird thing is like this whole year, 2019, while I might've had a manifestation event or two every day, now I maybe have one a month, but they're huge when I have them. Because the little ones I can process in my head so quickly, you know, yeah, it's like no big deal. Okay. I was going to say define manifestation. Yeah. Because I mean, like, aren't, so you're not feeling any like intense emotion, like aside from neutrality, like. Because I've chosen a perspective, before. right? So I've chosen a perspective. So something comes up and I go, okay, well that's, you know, the perspective on that is it'll work itself out. There's no big deal. I don't have to worry. My dad is in a process right now of going through, uh, getting into a program so he can have home health care come in and then eventually he'll transition to a uh, retirement home. And there is a woman who from this church has been coming by and she's in total, total, total fear, right? Mm. And she's been doing all these things and making him, you know, pay his bills and all these things. Uh, and, you know, and then, and then saying how, you know, sending me you know, little, little emails and texts and stuff, you know, you need to get involved. And this is, you know, it's right in the middle of, of our event. So I couldn't really jump out of that and into this. And so uh, through that event that we have for the five days where people here, I was focused on that. And then I would get the little text message or email and I have to stop and say, all oh, everything's going to work out fine. I'm just going to handle this on, on Tuesday when everything's mm-hmm. done. And, you know, there's that little bit of guilt comes up there, but then I have to say everything's working out. I'll put my focus on that when it's time for me to do it. It's not time for me to do it now. Until then, things will be going along as they go along, and there's nothing that I need to do. In the past, I would have been, like, upset with this woman for questioning my goodness as a son. Mm-hmm. Now I don't care what she thinks mm-hmm. because I don't care what she thinks. It doesn't matter. And I'm thankful that the universe brought her to do whatever she's doing for him, which is a lot of stuff, which is great. Um, but then I had a big one during the event where this guy that we had hired to do the driving hangs out with, had went to the uh, airport, picked people up, was doing good. And then, you know, it's sort of a party mode that first night because everyone's meeting each other, and it's getting late, and he brings in a bong in the house. Now, I personally don't care, right? <laughs> but I'm like, that doesn't make sense. You're hired to do something here, and yeah. you're bringing a bong in this house. And then, of course, people are like, we're not letting the, the pot smoker drive us. I don't, no. you know, 
we don't yeah. know if he's high or not and this sort of thing. And so, and I didn't, I was like so wound up by the end of that night that I flipped out, not mm-hmm. on him, but like in, in my room, you know. Mm-hmm. On me. To Tracy, <laughs> poor Tracy. God, Tracy, <laughs> I understand that 120% right now. I can't even tell you. It's all your fault, Tracy. <laughs> Oh, and you know what? I in two seconds he was down. But tr- Casey, uh, Tracy was, was totally like, calm, hey, okay. which was cool because other people would have, you know, my fear Fed just bounced off, to, off of her. Yeah. She knew yeah. what was happening, but other people would have could have, you know, felt negative emotion too, felt that they were being attacked, and added fear to that whole thing. It could have really escalated. Totally. Yeah. Well, and you know, those, I think those types of events th- that happen at those events is wonderful. I mean, what a wonderful opportunity <laughs> to truly practice acceptance and allowance. And I bet you 90% of the people did not do that. And I wish I would have been there because it'd be like, okay, this is an opportunity yeah. for us to practice. Right. Absolute and complete acceptance of the situation, right. the conditions. When, so imagine yeah. you're being in this limited perspective, which you believe is true. Yeah. And then can't get in the car with a pot driver or train mm-hmm. smoker. Yeah, they didn't really care, right? They just mentioned it to Tracy, and we said, "I said, yeah, that makes sense." So I drove. No big deal. But anyway, uh, <laughs> for me though, I was in such a limited perspective, and it was so intense. How do you move from that perspective to a higher perspective? It's hard. Yeah. You, know, you are intensely and you believe it's true. Yep. Then you have to realize, hold on, there's a reason that he is not needed for the rest of this weekend, right? Yeah. The universe is setting this all up perfectly. And what actually happened was uh, we were going to go to a, a different wine or, uh, vineyard every day. And after we went to the first one, everyone's like, eh, that's enough. We don't need to do this again. We'd rather hang out at the house. You yeah. know? We never even use the van or the driver again mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So Perfect. it was true. So yeah. you know, but look, that's I had limited information when I had mm-hmm. that limited perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, looking back from it, I have more information, and so it's easier to take the higher perspective. So the right. trick is to try and imagine what the more information is going to be in that moment. Yeah. If you could say, you know, because every time that you have a big manifestation event, you know that in a year when you look back and it all did work out. Mm-hmm. You have enough information that allows you to look at it from a higher perspective. Yeah. So in the moment, if you could just stop and say, okay, no, something good is going to come from this. Let's imagine what that could be. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Or you just a- stop and say like Joshua, I don't have enough information. I don't have all the information. I'm just going to allow and accept what's going on and see how it unfolds. Right. And sometimes it's helpful to have someone else on the outside when you are engulfed in those mm-hmm. emotions. You can't, you know, you, there's only so much you can think about right in that moment. And that's where I came in and said, it's okay, babe, let's calm down. It's don't worry. Everything's going to work out. And, you know, yeah. sometimes when we're alone, it's hard for us to think like well, that, yeah. get out of it. It's nice and to have someone you need like, a buddy. calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and here's another perspective. What, what if that had to happen so that he didn't drive so that, and, catastrophe right. didn't happen exactly. you know what I mean it's Absolutely. like right. you never know Absolutely. you never know right. or you know he wasn't supposed to maybe for his safety it yeah. was for I him agree. you don't, he was, don't know yeah. yeah he was perfectly matched with going to the airport and that worked out great mm-hmm. 
And then this inspiration came to him, mm-hmm. which, you know, I mean, we don't care, but it is a work event. And there were people that, you know, are from coming from other places that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a funny thing to say, okay, well, I'm inspired to bring in this gigantic glass pot pipe <laughs> into this business <laughs> event, you know? <laughs> and, well, uh, and that's yeah. probably just him not understanding the situation because well, you have to admit when Joshua people get together, it, there's no hint of business anywhere no. other than you've provided the, the gathering. But I yeah. mean, everybody's just so free flowing. So corporate. It is very yeah. corporate. It's yeah. very corporate. Uh-huh. I mean, everybody wears a suit and you know, that's, you know, you know, yeah. No. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's just not, he was, he was just acting on inspiration and he did what he was inspired to do. Mm-hmm. And that led to the events that turned out perfectly. Right. So his role in it was perfect too. There was, he didn't do anything wrong. It was just what he was inspired to do. And that led to this thing. Uh, and he's not wrong for doing it. It just, that's how this whole thing manifested into a different than our plan. And that mm-hmm. goes back to not even planning anymore, you right. know, get over those plans. Right. So what was it like? What was at the root of your fears specifically, like around it? All? Oh, I was tired and I was late, and I had to get up early to to fulfill my plan of how everything in the morning had to go. And uh, here he is bringing this. You know, this is like midnight when he does it, right? <laughs> well, I would have been in bed. So <laughs> I was trying to get to bed. But it was so there was loud, a lot of people. Yeah, you know, it, there's no way. You know. Um, you know, so it was all those, a lot of things going on. Um, so, I mean, but that's the only one I've had in a month or so, you know. And if you think about how often you go through manifestation events, because you're not consciously looking at things. So the little stuff I can do really easy. Mm. And uh, that occasional big stuff, I really notice it now. Yeah. All right. We're on the last paragraph. Okay. As Okay, an authentic life is one where you choose how you feel regardless of the conditions. You feel good regardless of what is happening around you. The reason you might react by feeling bad is because you perceive something as wrong and this causes you to feel fear. That's approaching life from a conditional standpoint and succumbing to irrational fear. The authentic person finds a way to see things as good or to feel good despite something that might otherwise cause fear. If there is no fear involved, there can be no negative emotion. All negative emotion is based in fear. Fear causes you to take a perspective that is limiting. Since you cannot know how something will play out, the fear is irrational and the perspective chosen from a place of fear is false. If the fear is rational, then it is false and so is the limited perspective. Yeah, Bring us home, is, Gary. Bring if us the fear home. is irrational, then it is false and so the... So and so is the limited perspective. So you can prove that the perspective is false, that the limiting belief underlying that is false. And you can't do this because there is another 300 pages to read before they say, with our love, we are Joshua. <laughs> that's actually part of an expert excerpt that's going to be in the Law of Attraction magazine hmm. in I think it's the December issue. So th- theoretically, I'm on the cover of that. Ooh. Yeah, we'll see. If you're in the good graces. Until they hatch, because you yeah. never know. Yeah. You never know. You might say something between now and then. Yes. You might get booted <laughs> off some other network. 
<laughs> they might find out about that big bong you had in your house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was for medicinal purposes. Medicinal only. purposes. <laughs> right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Only. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, this uh, gathering of the originals is fun. Thank you all for being here. Next time we're going to have to uh, kidnap Mark Shahada. Yeah, right. As well. Totally. Yeah. He seems pretty authentic to me. You know what is authentic about Mark is that he doesn't take anything seriously. He's always having fun. Yep. There, you know, he's always yep. looking at the positive of everything. Yep. That's a good role model for authenticity. Yes, absolutely. So don't take anything seriously. He taps his way through life. He taps his way through life. And that's, yep. you know, right now he's tapping Oklahoma City. He's the most <laughs> appreciative person that I can think of. I know. Yeah. He's such a, such a wonderful person. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we miss right. him. Okay, so tell us about what you guys got going on. Where can they find you? What can they listen to? What do you have happening? What's going <laughs> oh, on? wow. Well, I got stuff going on. I'll talk. I've got um, my Facebook group, Attracting Wellbeing, Living the Law of Attraction. Got a lot of activity going on there. I've been doing some channeling. If you have a question, you can send it to wendypierceglobal at gmail.com, and I will get to that as soon as I can. And then I'm on podcast with Astrid and Wendy, it's called, on YouTube and Podbean. Excellent. Fabulous. Yeah. Great. That's great. And <clears throat> Kyla, what do you have going on? I am also podcasting with Astrid. We have a <laughs> podcast called How to Be Human available on Podbean, podbean.com slash how to be human. Awesome. And yeah, I've got some other stuff going on locally that I'm really excited about. I got invited to be a storyteller. There's this guy that does these, they're called Truth and Comedy. And so they're like comedy shows, but there are three storytellers and three uh, comedians. And the storytellers tell like a story from their life where the point is to be open and honest and vulnerable. And then the comedians get up and there's also an artist that does a thing. So oh, wow. no, that sounds seven. fun. Yeah. yeah. Does I'm the really comedian excited. talk about your story? That's what I was thinking. Well, they do, they do, but they like bring, you know, it's in a loving way where they're just kind of like bringing levity to it. So uh -huh. yeah, I'm excited for that. I have, I have a photo shoot after this call today. Um, awesome. Doing that. Yeah. And then um, also my friend, Brooke, that I've been working with, um, doing a lot of different things for a while now. She uh, is doing, she's in school studying film. And so she's doing uh, like her classes of their creating a documentary as a group. And so they each submitted people that they might like, find inspiring to base the documentary on. And the class voted to do me. And wow. so, so, yeah, that's coming up too. So that's I, I cool. Know, that's awesome. Great. Fun little things that I've been focused on Good. behind the scenes, I guess. Good for you. Cool. Yeah. Tracy, what are you doing? What am I doing? Well, I also have a Facebook group called Manifesting a Mate. You can find it on Facebook uh, if you want to join. We talk about, you know, basically using the law of attraction to manifest, you know, the to perfect be, mate. Yeah, to, get a, <laughs> uh, to become a vibrational match to that perfect mate, to do it vibrationally instead of, we should we Controlling. Need to do a vibrational um, dating app. A vibrational <laughs> dating app. Yeah, you got to hold... <laughs> you got to hold the phone and it yeah. measures your vibration. Yeah, you put your thumb on the back. button. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds great. Oh, that's oh, cool. inspired. Will there be yeah. aura photos? <laughs> yeah. There'll be aura yeah. photos. Yeah, I'm going to start doing auto. Yeah, I'm going to learn how to make, take 
aura photos. <laughs> just kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> and uh, we just announced the next Joshua retreat uh, from two from April April second to April sixth, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is the year of living of living with clarity or clarity is the year mm-hmm. clarity. Excellent. Uh, so that'll be fine. Yeah, I wasn't done. <laughs> I'm just oh, saying, oh, thank okay. you. Thank you. Right. So I'm also <laughs> podcasting as well. I've been a guest on a few podcasts now, and I'm sure uh, there'll be more to come. There's one that, this is why I love this group, because there's so many people that are getting together. So Dr. Dona, Michelle Dona, is going to host a webinar with Fabienne oh, and fine. talk about her book, and I'm going to be um, on that with them as well. And I'm really excited about that. I'm sure she'll put it up on YouTube maybe or something. But we can look out for that. But there's a lot of great stuff and co-creating in this group yes. and, you know, all over the place, which is super exciting. Thanks, yeah. Gary. All these, us all together. All these books <laughs> are being written and yeah, so much good stuff. Stuff being yeah. translated and podcasts popping up and videos being made. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. The next so, boot camp starts November 4. If you want to get into oh, the boot wow. camp, It'll be the last boot camp of the year, and I'll mm. set up perfectly to, to get you going for 2020. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in the next boot camp, give me a call or actually send me an email at uh, joshuateachings at gmail.com, and then we will send you some information and maybe have a conversation about it. Yeah. That Otherwise, will totally change your life for 2020. No yep. doubt. That's oh. awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. If 2020, if 2020 is the year of clarity, what was 2019? The uh, year the, of, of great strides forward. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Uh, huh. And then 2018 was the year of, <laughs> of stability and balance. Oh, was it? Now, have you, been, have you just been making these things up or where, yeah. you get, where is this coming from? Uh, <clears throat> you know how you get that stuff in the cereal boxes? Yes, uh-huh. cracker jacks. Okay, good. <laughs> I too had that same fortune cookie. So cracker jacks. Yeah, yeah, we've been uh, eating lots of God. Chinese. Yeah, but <laughs> the year of twenty twenty makes sense, right? Oh yeah, twenty twenty two clarity. See, you have oh. twenty twenty vision. Oh, ah, I love kind it. Of, that's kind of like even mainstream people have been talking about that. I made that oh. up. I started that. Uh-huh. I started that. Uh-huh. Back no, in, I made that up. I made, <laughs> I started that back like in nineteen seventy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I started can see in clearly 19, now. 1963. Yeah. 1963. Can you go back oh. that far? Yeah, I can. <laughs> <God> damn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's been fun, you guys, and have yeah. a wonderful weekend. And we'll see you all. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make all sure right. you hit follow this podcast or subscribe to the podcast yes. or whatever you do. Uh, and then we will see you later. And uh, check out the teachings of Joshua.com and look for, well, actually, you sh- uh, if you're not already in, go to Facebook and search Friends of Joshua, and that's our group place, and yeah. that's where an authentic life will be um, posted and that you can pre-order. And then <clears throat> when it comes out, you'll have it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember... You are loved more than you can imagine, by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.